Hey, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kring in Seattle. I wanted to talk today about mental health. Um, I just had a therapy session with my therapist. I'm very grateful that my health care covers this. And in the United States of America, where capitalism is still part of our health care system, but I do have good health care uh, that I'm happy with and I'm grateful. And I hope one day we can have universal health care that's nonprofit public service where every citizen of the United States is covered equally rich, poor, young, old, sick, or healthy, mental health, physical health, etc. You name it, all of that. My friends in Europe have that. And I will say, oh shoot, I can't see the record box thingy, Mick Jagger. There it is. Okay, it's still recording. Um, I wanted to talk about the suicide of Brody Stevens. I uh, met Brody Stevens. I'm Shannon Kring and Goddess Kring from Seattle, and I had a public access TV show in the 90s. From 1996 to 2011, I had a public access television show called Goddess Kring, where I danced around nude with body paint. I did improvisational monologues, poetry, music, part comedy, part serious. It was just kind of all over the map. Maybe it was a cry for help, but it was also just a, an ex, a artistic experiment and to see what kind of feedback I would get and how it would make me feel and what I could learn from doing that, putting myself out there on public television. And I met Brody Stevens, who apparently was bipolar and recently committed suicide. May he rest in peace and to all of his friends and family, condolences to anyone who was close to Brody Stevens. It's extremely sad when somebody commits suicide, no matter what the reason is or what their age of them is. Um, apparently he was bipolar, and I don't really know the details of his psychiatric treatment, if he was you know, getting treatment or taking medication, or I don't know his story very well, but I met him in the 90s because he also had a public access TV show in Seattle called Tana and Brody, I think. Um, and I was a guest on that show. I think that was probably 1998 or something. I'm not sure the year, but it was the late 90s as far as I know. And I had a bad experience on that show, to be honest. Uh, it was supposed to be funny, and they made, Tina and Brody made fun of me. I know it was supposed to be dark humor. Uh, I don't shave my legs, and I was a little uh, more overweight at that point. Nothing wrong with being overweight. I'm a body positive uh, person, whether you're fat or thin, tall, short, skinny, have birthmarks or look like a Hollywood movie star. I don't really care. Everyone is beautiful in their own way. And I'm a very body positive person. Uh, but I will say that I'm getting more fit and, and lean and strong. And I feel better the way that I'm, you know, now. But at the time, I was a lot chubbier. And I think Tane and Brody were sort of making fun of me and poking fun. At, and the whole point was to be funny. And for some reason, I just had no sense of humor and I got really grumpy and I cried and I guess I wanted them to be all serious and sincere or something and you know that's what I did on my show but <laughs> I was trying to be a guest on their show and I just kind of got mad and I threw the microphone at them and ran and, and stormed off the the set because it was live at the TV studio my show I recorded at home and dropped it off at the studio so I taped my show in my own private studio at home with my video camera and dropped it off at the TV studio. So I was a guest on their show. I had a bad experience. And the irony that he committed suicide and I'm still here on this planet is um, strange to me. Like in a way, I feel grateful that I have 
not succumbed to my emotional problems because uh, I feel suicidal from time to time, but I've never acted upon it. And what I do is I call the crisis line. I talk about my suicidal thoughts. I've told my mom and my dad separately they're divorced. My parents split when I was four. They got a divorce when I was four. So I talk to each of them completely separately. They're both very different human beings that really were not cut out to be married to each other. Um, I have a tendency towards borderline personality disorder, which means I was kind of neglected as a kid in some ways. Uh, my parents were distracted, and they still are kind of distracted, but I also love my parents, and they're great people. But my point is that I'm alive, and other people have committed suicide, and I just wanted to talk a little bit. There's a movie called The Bridge that I've seen a few times about people who jump off the Golden Gate Bridge and the people who survived as well as the people who passed away from doing that. And it, the, the whole point of the movie The Bridge is a suicide prevention, you know, to help people uh, not commit suicide or not even attempt, let alone succeed or fail at it. Because if you fail at suicide, you are usually badly injured. So I have never attempted suicide, but I honestly have thought about it ever since I was about 15 years old, probably, ever since I first knew that suicide was something that some people did. I guess when I was a little kid, maybe I wasn't really aware of that. I don't know. But uh, a lot of really amazing people have committed suicide. Um, a lot of, you know, creative, interesting, sensitive human beings that have various emotional challenges have committed suicide. So again, condolences to everyone who knew Brody Stevens and was close to him. Or if you are a survivor of suicide, my heart goes out to you. And also, if you have family or friends close to you that have committed suicide, I'm sorry for your loss. Condolences. So this podcast uh, video uh, audio recording is just about me sharing a little bit about myself. I just had a therapy session. I've been dealing with feeling really angry lately, and I have a tendency towards borderline personality disorder, although I don't like to label myself uh, mentally ill, but I do have a tendency and borderline personality disorder. Bipolar is when you have mood swings that are extremely up and extremely down. And sometimes nutrition can help quite a bit with that. In addition to maybe needing some medication to help, uh, balance you out. But, uh, borderline is very different from bipolar. It is about having a fragile sense of self. There's a poem I wrote, fragile sense of self, intangible desire for wealth, Intimacy chasing me, feel like it's erasing me. Self-abandonment got me stranded again, polluted and uprooted. And those are some lines in a poem I wrote basically about borderline, being borderline, having a borderline, a tendency. I say tendency because uh, there is such a thing as neuroplasticity. People's brains change throughout their lifetime and you can learn new things. You can, you can have better or worse mental health depending on everything you do, all your thoughts, the people you surround yourself with, the foods you choose to eat and not eat. I think that junk food and a lot of sugar and processed carbohydrates definitely leads to blood sugar going up and down, which definitely has effect on your mood and your mental health. I think that blood sugar and insulin and hormones in your digestive system are definitely related to mental well-being and mental health, as well as whether you take medication or not, whether you're seeing a therapist or you have family or friends who love you. And if, you know, even my cat, my cat helps me listening to Tom Petty music helps me. I consider the music of Tom Petty and Tori Amos very therapeutic and healing for me. 
my cat, being out in nature, exercise. I'm intermittent fasting and eating a healthy fat, low-carbohydrate, low-sugar diet, medium amount of protein. That's all helped me. The borderline personality disorder is partly about having a fragile sense of self. And I was a bit neglected as a child because my parents were young when they had me and dropped out of college and got married and had me and tried to make their marriage work for four years. And this is old news. I mean, I'm 50 years old right now, and I don't want to beat myself up for talking about my childhood. You know, I should be uh, over that by now, I suppose. And I never had kids. I had an abortion in 1996, and I'm grieving that right now. Every every year around this time of year, springtime, I kind of feel a sense of grief and a sense of loss. Borderline personality disorder is having a fragile sense of self due to being kind of a highly sensitive person in my nervous system. So no matter who raised me, even if I had a perfect childhood with parents who stayed together and I felt safe and secure and nurtured and loved and validated, I would still be highly sensitive and so life would be kind of challenging for me. Because when you're highly sensitive, everything affects you more intensely than if you're less sensitive. And I'm not saying it's good or bad to be more or less sensitive. It's just different. So there's different challenges. So, you know, insensitive people don't, ignore, don't notice things that sensitive people notice. And so in the artistic world, it's, it's really an asset to be sensitive. You know, Tom Petty and Tori Amos are two musical artists that I love very much, their music, and uh, they are highly sensitive, and they have written and recorded so many interesting songs and lyrics and melody, and they sculpt with sound, basically. I love those two musicians. I love artists and musicians in general, but um, I will say that borderline means that you have a fragile sense of self and you have a hard time validating yourself and you don't really know what your needs are. So I have had uh, rocky relationships. Like my life raft is my apartment, my cat, and my artwork, my website, my visual art and photography, my poetry, my music my painting and drawing that I've done, and my modeling jobs. I, I model full-time for art students and medical students, and I consider that my life raft since I don't really have... I have a boyfriend, but we are having a challenging time right now because we're very different, and that's a whole a, a long story, and he's a very private person, so I won't say much about him, but I'll say that I find close relationships very challenging. I don't have very many close friends, um, I get stressed out by being close to people. So I'm really close to my cat and I'm kind of close to my boyfriend and my mom and my dad. And I have a couple other friends, but, and I talk to people online, but I don't really feel very stable in my personal relationships with people. So I kind of cling on to my cat, my apartment and my modeling jobs. And so there's kind of a, a lack of, like, I don't know what my healthy emotional needs are, and I tend to feel guilty and ashamed of having emotional needs in the first place, because I guess the story I told myself as a child was that my parents, um, that I was kind of a burden, or that maybe I shouldn't have been born, and I know that they love me, and they do love me, and they're sensitive people, and they're intelligent, uh, but they were distracted, and so as a kid, I didn't feel very important, and I didn't feel very validated, and I didn't feel really secure mentally or physically, so I felt 
uncomfortable. And I guess I developed some habits and some patterns that I'm still using to this day at age 50. And I never had a child. Instead, I had an abortion in my 20s. And then I never had the guts to try to have a child with any boyfriend ever again. And haven't really been in stable relationships with men where I felt like that was safe. And now I have Section 8 rent, so I don't want to ever live with anybody probably ever again. I'm 50, and I'm going to retire when I'm 70, so I'm probably going to live in low-income senior housing. I know that sounds kind of depressing, doesn't it? But I don't really care. I'm not materialistic. All I care about is uh, trying to heal and grow and do what I love. I want to keep doing my artwork keep modeling for a living. I serve medical students. I pretend to be a patient. They do physical exams on people and they practice their medical skills in terms of diagnosing you and coming up with a treatment plan. I also act out psychological issues with a script for medical students. So I act out aches and pains physically and also mental uh, challenges. I act that out. So I, I kind of get to do a little bit of acting when I role play with, with medical students. And I'm fascinated by medicine. So I'm really honored and happy that I get to serve students in this way. And then I've been a nude and costume model for art students since 1992 when I was in my 20s. And I tend to think of everything as a competition, which is a little stressful there's a Tom Petty song called Save Your Water by Mud Crutch. And <laughs> I should have warned you, it's all a contest. And don't worry, I won't steal your water. And there's a bunch of lines in that song that uh, tickles me because I, I have this challenge of thinking everything is a contest. And surviving on this planet is a bit competitive. <sighs> um, but at the same time, I don't think everything is a competition. There is a, a like the opposite of competition perhaps is cooperation. There's another poem I wrote called Increase Cooperation, Decrease the Corporation. It's kind of about democratic socialism and about how we can take our tax money and we could have public health care and public university, better mass transit. As a society, we could cooperate more and invest in in things that help that benefit all citizens in society and that's kind of a democratic socialism attitude uh pol the policy of having good bike racks and mass transit in trains and public health care public universities uh, museums are more affordable i've been to europe many times i have friends in different parts of europe and i visited a lot of stuff there is more socialized than it is here in the United States where our healthcare system is very expensive and wasteful and competitive and complicated and it's tied to your employment which makes it weird. I have public I actually do have the socialized version of medicine here in the United States because I'm low income. So I have a thing in Washington state called Apple Healthcare which means I don't pay a monthly fee. Taxes pay for this. It's a public service, and I wish everybody could benefit in this way and have public health care like my friend in England and Norway. They both have that, and my friend in Scotland. I have a, well, actually three friends in England that have public health care and my friend in Norway and somebody in Scotland, and I know even know somebody from Russia who I think has public health care. So public health care with no worries of big bills. You know, if you have cancer or need uh, a serious surgery or you have an emergency and you need trauma surgery, etc., there's never a concern for huge bills or premiums or co-pays when you live in a country that provides universal health care for all. So I'm a fan of that. And my mental health is, it's a beautiful sunny day. It's February 28th, 2019 when I'm recording this. 
I am very grateful. I have two modeling jobs today. I've been working a lot with medical and art students lately, and probably about 80% of my work is for art students, and maybe 20% is for medical students. And I think I work at three or four different medical schools and maybe 12 to 14 different art schools. I'm not really sure. I'm in the process of doing my income tax, which is kind of stressing me out. So the Brody Stevens suicide has reminded me to pay attention more to mental health and um, it's sad that I have thought about suicide and I've never acted upon it and I don't think that I ever will just being aware of it. I had past life regression where I saw that I had committed suicide in two other past lifetimes and I have no idea if reincarnation is true or if that's my subconscious that made up stories to teach me a lesson about the symbolism of wanting to escape. If you feel like you can't handle your problems or you're in a lot of pain, sometimes it's a, like a fantasy to just escape. And I realize that it's just me wanting to end the pain that I'm in and thinking that the only way to let go of my problems is to not even be alive anymore in this body with this brain. And I realize that there's another answer because of my spiritual beliefs that I've had reincarnation and that if I ended my life in this lifetime, I would probably have to reincarnate or my soul would be conscious. Even if my body was not alive, my soul might be still conscious of existence and I might still have to learn some lessons and come back, learn and grow. I think kind of we're on this planet to learn so and learn how to love really. And there's the paradox of unity in diversity and beyond duality, which I'm also very interested in, in duality. And some people say I overcomplicate things. Well, I am kind of a complicated human being. And maybe I just need to breathe and relax more and learn how to enjoy my life more. But I will also say that I, I also think I'm never going to commit suicide in this lifetime because I'm aware, I'm spiritually aware, and I, I know that that's not the right answer and that there's other ways of, of easing the pain that I'm in sometimes, that when I'm in psychological pain, I'm pretty physically healthy, my body. I, I exercise and eat healthy, and I don't drink or smoke, and I get plenty of sleep, so, and I... I um, I'm pretty physically healthy, don't seem to have any chronic health conditions physically, I eat really healthy food, and um, it's emotionally that I have to deal with challenges. My emotional health is my Achilles uh, in my body, and so I have to deal with OCD and anxiety and depression and, and borderline personality to some extent, but I also realize I'm a very strong, capable person with lots of wisdom, and so I basically I remind myself of that when I feel... Like I just want to run and hide and escape. And um, if I have a, a suicide fantasy, but it's not like I want to actually die, but I just wish I didn't have to be here anymore. So it's kind of like really what I can do is just get a little bit of extra sleep, you know, hide out in bed in a fetal position and just sort of get extra rest or be comforted by my cat or by Tom Petty music, or just take a nice walk and take my mind off my problems. Uh, because I, I, the more I try to solve my problems, the worse it seems to get. So sometimes trying to solve your problems is just like makes it worse sometimes. I get really self-conscious about my issues. And so what I do is I distract myself with music, with art, uh, with affection, with, you know, 
um, I volunteer at the zoo. I go to the zoo and I walk around and I appreciate the plants and animals. I love the smell of plants and animals. And I, I go to the zoo and I sniff the animals, quite honestly, the goats and the the pigs and the cows and the, uh, the, the foxes and the wolves and the lions and tigers and bears, etc. And so, and the, the tapir and the, um, the rhinos and all of the beautiful animals. And I know some people think zoos are really bad. Um, I think zoos are more positive than they are negative. It's sad to see animals in captivity, but it's also sad to see endangered species. And it's also sad to see their habitat being destroyed by human development and so are hunting or poaching. So the animals at the zoo at least are protected. And so I love nature and uh, I do eat meat and I do feel bad about factory farming, but I also uh, try to buy meat that's grass-fed, pasture-raised. I pay more money because of that, but I, I think it's worth it. I've eaten wild boar. I eat some wild meat that I find at a certain Asian grocery store here in Seattle. They have wild boar, elk, bison, venison, rabbit. Um, they even have alligator meat, which I've never tried. I'm not sure if I want to eat alligator. I feel sad for alligators. I guess they're not endangered, but they used to be. I'm not really sure. Don't want to eat any animal that's endangered. Um, I will say that I don't think the solution to our environmental problems is being vegan. I think it's uh, changing the way our farming works, which is to rotate the crops and have the plants and animals fertilize, have the rotating crops of uh, animal manure uh, fertilizing the earth and have the plants and animals grown uh, alongside each other instead of having monocrops that are separate. The plants and animals are completely separate and we use artificial fertilizer to grow vegetables and so our our, our fruits and vegetables and plant food is uh, not as full of minerals as it used to be. So I'm really interested in nutrition and environmental um, you know, saving the earth, etc. So what I was going to say was, okay, mental health, I guess I'm just rambling on all over the map. This is what I do, improvisational monologue by Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kring. Oh yes, I have a radio show called Goddess Kring Radio. It's on hollowearthradio.org every Thursday, 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Airs from here in Seattle, Washington, USA, United States of America. Um, and I archive it on mixcloud.com slash goddess kring. I have weekly recordings. Um, this week is a rerun. It's on today, Thursday, 3 to 4 p.m., Hollow Earth Radio and mixcloud.com slash goddess kring. I have like 75 or 82 hour-long episodes. Some of it's music that I've created and music that I love by other artists that I had permission to uh, broadcast on my radio show. So thanks for listening. I hope somebody's listening. Feel free to ask me questions or comments. I never really get feedback on these recordings anymore. So I don't know if anybody's listening, but I will say it feels good to record my voice and express myself. This is a, a hopefully a positive outlet for me. I hope if anybody's listening that you're getting something out of listening to this. If you have something you want to share, I, I highly recommend just start recording your voice or write and share that. Publish it. Share it. Um, we all have a voice. We're all unique. We're all special in our own way. We all have something to contribute to this planet. So thank you for listening. Peace and love to everyone. And, um, you know, if you feel suicidal, call the Crisis Clinic hotline or reach out to a friend or family member. There's always other options. My heart goes out to you if you have mental health challenges. And I know what that's like. 
And again, don't worry, uh, I don't feel suicidal right now, and I'm not going to act on it if I do, so don't worry, I'm okay. I'm just being honest about sometimes having an escape fantasy, but I'm not going to act on that. I am going to reach out. I have a therapist, a mom and a dad, and I have a few close friends that I can talk to if they feel upset. And I can call the crisis clinic hotline, which I have called several times in the last 20 some years. But thank you for being there, crisis clinic hotline people. Thank you for doing what you do. Peace and love to everyone. Follow your heart. Follow your bliss. My website is shannonkringen.com. I'm a multimedia artist and a full-time art and figure model, and I'm 50 years old, and I'm hoping that I can learn how to love myself and love others more. Uh, I've done some great things in my life, but lately I've been kind of... kind of negative and full of anger and uh but I continue to be a good art model and I continue to, I always I can always do my job well my personal life doesn't always work out too well but my my job my career always seems I I'm pretty good at my jobs and I'm professional and show up on time and pay all my bills and I'm I'm really organized in that way and I'm proud of myself for that I'm totally self-sufficient live by myself with my cat fully support myself financially and I'm very grateful but I have other things I can learn. So thank you for listening, and I good luck to everyone. Life is challenging, and, and good, good luck to all of us. Thank you. Hey, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kringen, Seattle. And I wanted to share a little bit more about my current mental health. It's now February 28th, 2019, and I'm aware that I feel an intense amount of grief in my belly. My stomach hurts. Uh, but I'm not like physically ill or anything. So I know it's like an emotional thing. I had an abortion in 1996 and I will never know for sure if I made the best decision, but at the time it seemed like the best decision. I was really stressed out, really freaked out financially. It's a long story, but I'm having compassion and empathy for myself was afraid financially to have a child and was also afraid emotionally to have a child because I was neglected as a child and my parents love me, I know that, but I've always felt a sense of shame for being born like I shouldn't have been born. So let's just say I've got some personal demons and I didn't want to repeat a pattern with my child if I had become a mother. So I'm feeling kind of sad today and I feel fragile about my relationships with people in general. I'm really, really grateful that I'm here modeling for an art class today. And then um, I have two different art classes I'm modeling for today. And I'm very, very grateful for the relationships that I have built with the people that I model for. That's what I was going to talk about, my goals. My therapist today asked me if I had Um, hopes for the future because I was talking to her about being really angry and depressed lately and having suicide fantasies which I will not act on don't worry I'm just being honest that I sometimes have it's basically just escape fantasies like wanting to escape my life uh, thinking that I can't solve my problems so I'd rather just give up Um, and honestly when I'm depressed I don't I don't at my worst I don't I'm not acting on suicide I never have and I probably never will Uh, And I talk to my therapist about it and my mom and my dad and I call the crisis line. So don't worry. I'm not trying to freak anybody out by saying this. I'm just being honest about my feelings of wanting to escape sometimes. And what I do is I just hide in bed when I really want to escape. 
there's other ways to escape that are not harmful to myself, which is just to sleep extra or go for a walk or be with my cat or listen to Tom Petty music. Um, but I, I realize that I don't really have ambition anymore. Like my, my goal in life is to survive. And that's kind of sad that I've given up on my dreams. I mean, I don't know what my dreams are other than I want to heal and grow and learn. I want to keep learning new things. I guess that's a good thing. But I, I'm art modeling, and I've, I'm proud of my art modeling gig. I've been modeling for 27 years. I started in 1992, and it's now 2019. So I was in my 20s when I started, and I'm now 50, and I'm very healthy. I have, you know, strong muscles, and I'm healthy, and... um I probably look younger. People tell me I look younger than 50. So they say I look 30 something because my skin is healthy and I eat healthy and I exercise and I have good DNA. Both my parents are in their 70s and they're aging quite well. So I'm grateful for my DNA. But I'll say that I've been modeling for 27 years and I'm proud of it on one level. I'm very proud of my longevity as an art model and the patience and perseverance because my schedule is random. I'm never guaranteed a schedule, and yet I've managed to support myself full-time as a freelance art model and medical model for 27 years. I started medical modeling in 1998, so that's like 21 years, and I started art modeling in 1992, that's 27 years. So I'm really proud of that, but then the the flip side is that it's sta it's stagnant. Like I'm not changing my career. I'm sticking with it, but I'm kind of stubborn and I kind of like to keep doing things. So the, the upside is that I have stamina and longevity and I'm really good at what I do because I've been doing it for so long. I know how to do a pretty good job at it. Uh, good experience. And I guess I enjoy it because I like being around artists and this is a way to make a living that's related to art but it's reliable because when you try to sell your art, you may or may not succeed at that uh, and support yourself full time. So what I've chosen to do is become a full time model, which pays by the hour guaranteed. And then I do my artwork on the side for free and put it on my website and publish it. And I have it. My artwork right now is hanging in a doctor's office in Seattle on Madison and Boren, Dr. Shallot's office. I have artwork on the wall. Go see it. And if you live in Seattle, and it's free to see it um, during their office business hours. And I'm really happy there's some paintings and photography, abstract paintings and photography in my Kring style. But I will say that um, I had a TV show, a public access TV show, and I'm an art model. And you could say that I'm stagnating in my career, like I'm thinking, but part of me actually wants to just see if I can keep modeling. I'm 50, and when I'm 70, I hope to retire, although I'll probably still do some things for money. Uh, maybe I'll just model part-time. Like when I'm over 70, I can keep modeling, or I'll keep doing my artwork for the rest of my life. I might keep volunteering at the zoo. So I'm just thinking that for the next 20 years, I'll be an art model and a medical model, and I'll just keep with it. But there are other people who think that I should try to expand what I do for a living. I actually went to school, Antioch University, Seattle, and I finished my BA degree a few years ago. I have a BA in liberal studies. And after high school, I went to a graphic design school, Seattle Central College here in Seattle. And I do have a, a two a two-year certificate in graphic design. So I have been trained in design and I'm really good with color and design, but I've never tried to make a living doing graphic design because I think I never really wanted to do that. 
Modeling is easier for me because I basically get paid to sit and meditate, and I love the simplicity. Because I have anxiety and depression, it could be that modeling is the best job for me, even though sometimes it's a little boring to just sit there, but I get to come up with my own poses and be around creative people in an art studio. It's a very positive environment. Um, I like they play interesting music, classical and jazz and rock and roll. And sometimes they ask me music that I want to hear. I say Tom Petty, Tori Amos. And I've, you know, I've posed to rock and roll and jazz and classical and reggae and music from all over the world and didgeridoo music from Australia. I love music. So one of the fun things about art modeling is, is getting to hear different music that people play during the drawing sessions and listening to people talk about art and drawing and painting and art history, etc. And I've taken art history, so I know quite a bit about art history, although I don't have it all memorized. So I basically, I think maybe being an art model is stimulating to my brain, just absorbing the energy and listening to the people in the art studios. And so maybe it's perfectly fine and successful for me to just keep art modeling for another 20 years. If I stay healthy and they still want to draw me and paint me, there are older models than me. I, I know some models, uh, art models who have been in their 60s and 70s and they continue to model. It's okay to have uh, gray hair and silver hair and wrinkles as an older person. When your skin starts sagging, they still want to draw and paint people. They like to paint young people and old people and every ethnicity and body type. So what's nice about art modeling, too, is it's open in that way. It's not like fashion modeling where you have to look a certain way and, and be young. Uh, art modeling is way more open. And so I guess I'm probably still learning a lot as I model. So again, part of me thinks I should try to find different ways to make a living and expand my career. You know, I did go to Antioch, uh, but I, I owe a huge amount of student loans from going to Antioch and getting my BA degree. I loved being in school, but in terms of a degree, it wasn't really practical in terms of my career. But in terms of stimulating my mind, I, I took a lot of spiritual studies classes and Jungian psychology and did a lot of artwork and took acting classes, printmaking, silk screening, all that jazz. So I really loved getting my finishing my BA degree at Antioch. It's a it's a alternative school where there's no grades and tests and you write a lot of essays and there's written evaluations. My mom as a kid put me in alternative school and it was the same, no competition or grades or tests. It was more about writing essays and being self-aware and and being you know, having spiritual growth as a person and uh, learning through experience, like going on field trips. Instead of reading books about the ocean, we would actually go to the ocean and observe the seaweed and observe the nature and, you know, learn about different cultures by cooking Native American foods, like learning about Native American wisdom and culture by cooking foods that Native Americans would eat and etc. And Antioch. So my childhood in alternative schools as well as Antioch uh, were similar in that way. And I think sometimes about writing a book. So it could be that art modeling is the perfect career for me. Medical and art modeling is perfect as long as I expand my horizons in terms of my artwork because I have time and energy on the side to do my artwork. And maybe I'll write a book that's inspirational or a memoir poetry, music, I don't really know, but I have all these ideas and I feel like, again, I'm proud of being an art model and yet maybe I'm stagnating and I need to try other things. But no, I, I really love, I love the fact that, because one of the art schools where I model is might close down because of bankruptcy and it's really sad and it freaks me out a little bit. 
But what's nice about my job as an art and medical model is I literally work at like 15 different places, like three or four different art schools. I mean, three or four different medical schools here in the Seattle area, and then about 12 different art schools. And so I work for many different schools. And so unless all of them close down, I basically have job security. So it's kind of amazing that I'm able to make a living in this way. And it's improvisational. I'm just winging it. And I've been able to do it. The downside is that I feel like I have to say yes to every single job because I don't know when my next job is coming sometimes. And sometimes people book me like months in advance and other times I get the job like on the same day. They're like, can you come in? Somebody didn't show up or somebody canceled or we suddenly realized we need a model. And so I'm on call 24-7. Well, not 24-7, but I'm on call basically seven days a week as a model. Uh, from like, you know, eight in the morning until mm, 10 o'clock at night, basically, I, I constantly am looking at my email and checking my text messages and making sure, you know, if somebody wants to hire me, I'm always available to model. So there it is. I've been doing that for 27 years and it's a little bit stressful in terms of doing sudden jobs like that. But at the same time, I'm, I'm a little bit addicted to it. So my job is unusual and random and, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe I could interview other art models or somebody can interview me about being an art model, but what it's like to be a full-time freelance person. But So basically, I'm, I'm thinking, do I need to expand my horizons of my dreams and my hopes? Um, you know, I'm, I'm a talented artist, but I don't make a living with my art, but maybe that's okay because then I have total freedom to do my art in whatever way I want and I can share it and my... My photos have been published all over the world in different websites because I offer on my Flickr, I have over 6,000 photos, and I offer them free to publish under the Creative Commons license, and a lot of different websites around the world, in Europe and the United States, have taken me up on that, and I Google my name sometimes, and I find random photos of mine that are published of self-portraits, pictures I've taken of landscapes and animals and urban decay and water droplets and many different kinds of photography that I do, black and white and color both. I'm really good at composition. So I'm really proud of myself. My photos have been published. I wrote a book called Art Identity and the Sacred and I, I sold some copies of that but um, that was years ago but that was like my final project. Oh I have to go. Okay I'm gonna go work now. So thank you so much for listening. This is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kring, full-time art model and medical model and a multimedia artist who's wondering about what her dreams and ambitions are besides what I'm already doing. Although I give myself credit for all that I've accomplished and the fact that I support myself and I deal with, you know, my psychological issues, um, depression, anxiety, OCD, borderline personality, and in a mild, I have a mild version of borderline personality disorder because that could be really severe, but I have never attempted suicide and I don't think I ever will, but I just have a really unstable sense of self and I, I want to cling to relationships or, or my job as an art model is like my life raft. And so I'm really insecure and yet I'm confident at the same time. So I deal with all of this chaotic energy and, but I'm doing pretty well and I'm surviving and I exercise and et cetera. So I'm just trying to figure out, you know, I'm proud of myself and yet I wish that I could feel comfortable enough to take risks and try new things. I'm learning as I go. I'm studying nutrition. 
I'm fascinated by medical things and nutrition, and uh, I love to travel. I love other cultures, and I've been to Europe several times. It's kind of amazing because I'm a low-income person, but I've found friends to stay with, and people have offered me their, their frequent flyer miles, which is amazing, and I'm so grateful. So thank you so much. There's a lot of synchronicity that happens with modeling gigs and with traveling and friendships and my art. So thank you so much. Tom Petty widens my jetty. So have a great day, everyone. Follow your dreams.